got to do it himself. Thomas, shake, crossover, step back. And DeBrosa, young, safe, and Washington wins it. Taking nobody home, picked off by Miller. Goes ahead, leans on the other wing. He finds oh! And we're live for special Saturday gambling preview of this Saturday's loaded NCAA basketball slate. I'm your host, Ben. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, about 15 plays I think I have here for this Saturday. I capped about 80 games for today, and we're going to narrow them down to about 15 plays that I really like where uh, my numbers say we have an edge. So we're just going to dive right in. Our first game is going to be Illinois at Indiana in Bloomington. Indiana is going to be a slight favorite here at point and a half. And this is just a game where I just disagree with the team who's favored. I think Illinois has been really hot lately. And I have Illinois as a two-point favorite in this game. So, you know, I'm going to take Illinois. I'm going to take the point and a half. I think every point you can get on the road counts. I mean, this could be a one-point game either way, I believe. And whenever you look at this matchup, you know, both teams' biggest weapons are their big men inside. You know, Coburn and uh, Trice Davis probably going to take each other out of this game. You're not going to get that much of an edge down low. I think they're both going to do their thing. They're both going to get some points. But it's really going to come down to the guard play, I really think, in this game. And right now, Illinois have the better guards. Plummer, Frazier, and Corbello, who we'll see if he plays any more in this game. He only played 11 minutes last game. But they just provide a lot more, a lot more punch and scoring than the Indiana guards do, and they're a lot more athletic and uh, can really make plays off the bounce. But uh, Illinois has been a really good away team in conference. They're 4-1 away in conference. They're coming off two straight uh, wins. after they had Three straight wins if they had an embarrassing loss at Maryland. They also played really well at Purdue a couple weeks ago. But, you know, I, this is going to be a close game either way, but if you're giving me the better team plus the point and half, I'm going to take it every time. So, I got Illinois plus one and a half at minus one hundred six. Um, all these odds I got are from FanDuel. That's just what I choose to use here in Louisiana. So we're going to continue. Second game, we have Wake Forest at Florida State. Florida State's a three-point favorite. I'd line this game at Florida State minus two, but we're going to be looking at the over here. You know, uh, last matchup, Wake played at home. They won this matchup by 20 points, but, 
you know, it was a different Florida State team, I think, almost a full month ago, and Florida State's been playing a lot better. You know, the last three games haven't gone the way they really wanted after their big six-game win streak, but I really think they're going to get back at home here, and they're going to score the basketball well, and I think Wake's going to continue to do what they've been doing this year and putting the ball in the basket. Wake's last five ACC games have all gone over, and I really think Florida State's going to bounce back here and score a lot of points. So we're looking at the over 146 in this 146.5 in this game. And uh, my line had it in the 150s. I really think that this is a good offensive matchup for Wake. And I really think Florida State's going to come out with some urgency and score the basketball for their home, uh, for their home crowd. The next game, we're going to Indiana. We're going to St. John's at Butler. You know, St. John's is a slight favorite here, minus two. My line has them as a 3.5 favorite. I just think St. John's is just really playing well offensively right now. You know, they had two games where they kind of slacked and scored in the 60s, but now they've scored three out of four in the 80 pluses. And that's, they're coming back to the team who they really are offensively. You know, Julian Champagne and Posh Alexander are just really good scorers of the basketball, and they're really back on track. And I'm looking for them to, keep it going in this game. I'm, not, I'm really not sure about the line in this game because St. Johnson play much defense either. And I could see Butler getting hot at home with some of their shooters. You know, Butler's been playing much improved basketball lately. They got a win over Creighton. They had a close loss to Xavier at home. And so I'm, I'm not quite comfortable laying this two points on the road, but what I do look for is the Johnny's offense to continue rolling. I'm looking at their team total here. And if we're judging by, you know, the team totals aren't quite out yet, but if we're judging by what the total is and what the spread is, their team total should be around 73 or 71, 71. And I'm looking for anything up here to 73, even 74, I would feel okay with. I feel like they get the 75 points in this game. You know, the three out of four last games, they've hit 80. There's not really any bad offensive matchups for them in this game. There's not one guy on Butler who I'd say, oh, he, he can take out Champagne or he can take out Posh Alexander in this game. So I'm playing the St. John's team total here. I think they get to 75 pretty easily. And uh, if you're giving me anything below that, 74 or below, I would definitely jump on that. And I'm going to do that in the morning. Okay, so the next game we're looking at is in the A-10. We're looking at Fordham at St. Joseph's. I have this lined at 3.5 for St. Joseph's. FanDuel has it as a four-point favorite at home. Forum's coming off a really big win at Rhode Island on the back of their horse, Chupa Ohams. You know, they really missed him when he was out of the lineup. He, he came back. They got a really good, nice road win. He's just a really physical force inside on both offense and defense. And really the key cog for them to do well, whenever they don't have them, they don't really have a rim protector. They don't have any physicality on the inside. They struggle to rebound the basketball. So with him back, I think they're looking really good. You know, St. Joe's last two home games, though, and Fordham's last two away games has been way under this number. I'm not sure why this number is so high. We're looking at 136.5 total for this game. And man, I just, I just don't see how they get to that. I really don't see how to get that. Fordham's going to want to come in here, keep this game real slow and low scoring. And I don't really think Joe's, St. Joe's is going to fight them to keep it fast or high scoring at all. I really think that St. Joe's is going to be okay with that game at home. I think they're going to feel like they're going to be able to control that game and you know win that game at home, whether it be close and low scoring. 
And no, I, I just don't see how they get to this. Fordham's two, five, and one to the under in conference. St. Joe's three and six to the under in conference play. And there's some high scoring basketball teams that they've played in this conference. So definitely we're going to hop on the under 136.5 here for Fordham and St. Joe's. The next play is a play I've been riding a lot lately. It's uh, the Vermont Catamounts. They're 10 point favorites on the road at UMass Lowell. My line had them about 9.5. And judging from the line in the total, we're looking at a Vermont team total here around 73. I mean, that's too low in my in my eyes. Vermont's been over that total nine of their last 10 games, and the other one, they hit 73 exactly. So if it's anywhere around 73, even 74, probably 75, I would take this over. I mean, UMass Lowell's a decent defensive team. They're about middle of the pack in the American East. But this has been a ride for me for weeks, and I'm just going to continue to stay on it until Vermont proves me wrong. You know, when you think about Vermont, you think about Ben Shingu and Ryan Davis, who really, you know, when this team was struggling offensively at the beginning of the year before they got in the conference play, those were the guys who were really pulling them together offensively. But the biggest difference is there's been other guys contributing to this team, and they've been clicking at an unreal offense efficiency lately. You know, Powell, Missoula, Sullivan, Deloney have all scored in double digits during this big win streak they've had, and they've been unguardable in, con- in conference play. My only hesitancy is this game is on the road. It's an early game, and they've just come off four straight home games. So, you, you know, how are they going to adapt on the road here? But I'm taking this Vermont team total again. Anything up to 75, I would hop on. It looks like it's probably going to be around 73. So I think that's a really good play. All right, so next game we're looking at is going to be in the ACC. We're looking at uh, Syracuse hosting Louisville. You know, Syracuse coming off two really, really big back-to-back wins. And Louisville's been a terrible against the spread team this year. They're looking at 6-14-2. But seven and a half points for this line is, is, is a little ridiculous in my opinion. I have Syracuse as a two-and-a-half point favorite. And I really think this is an overreaction by the books based on Syracuse last two games. Louisville's played fine lately. I mean, in my eyes, both these teams are very similar. They're both sitting at 11-11 overall. One, uh, Syracuse is 5-6 and six and Louisville's 5-7 and seven in conference play. You know, I really liked how Louisville played last game against UNC. The one thing I was worried about Louisville was scoring the basketball, but they, they really hung in there offensively, took them all the way to overtime, had chances to win the game. But... Again, I just think the seven and a half points is too much. I, I don't think Malik Williams is going to play a game, play again for them, but they've showed the last couple of games that even without him, they can keep it up offensively. And Syracuse is not going to, is not a lockdown defensive team this year by any means. So I just think seven and a half points is way too much. So we're going to take Louisville plus seven and a half on the road. The next game, we're going to dive back into the A10. Uh, we're looking at A10 favorites, Davidson. Minus nine and a half on the road against George Washington. My line has it lined at eight on the road, but we're going to be looking at the total here. You know, they have this lined at 140.5, and I see about five or six points of value right here. I mean, this total has gotten over in the George Washington's last three or four home games. Davidson's five and two to the over on the road this season. You know, I think Davidson's the stronger team in this game. Absolutely. So they're going to be able to dictate the pace. I really think they want this game to be free flowing and, you know, them to score a lot of points in the first half and kind of blow this game out and they don't have to worry about it in the second half. 
they just came off an 81 point road performance at St. Bonaventure, who's a very, very good defensive team. George Washington's not. So if Davidson can get to that 80 number, I I have no other reason to believe that George Washington can get over 60. You know, James Bishop's still playing there. And I mean, if you are an LSU fan, you remember James Bishop. Not the best SEC player, but he's been plunked into this George Washington team. He's their best offensive player, and he can still get buckets in this game. You know, Davidson's not very motivated to play defense when the uh, when the game isn't very close. And I don't expect this game to be close. I expect this game to be, you know, well in hand halfway through the second half, and there would be a lot of points in this game. The next game, we're going to look at the SoCon. We're going to look at Wofford hosting Eastern Tennessee State. I have this lined at five points for Wofford, and the books have uh, FanDuel has this lined at nine and a half. So they played January 8th and at East Tennessee State, and Wofford won by 11. But since then, this East Tennessee State has shown different dimensions to their team than they have to start the season and to start conference play. You know, lately, East Tennessee has shown the ability to score the ball. They've been getting into the 70s and even the 80s a lot, and that's really helped them stay in the game, and I think it's going to help them stay in this game. You know, Jordan King, Ladarius Brewer have really stepped it up offensively, and East Tennessee State has gotten into the 70s the last eight straight games. So I, I don't really see Wofford getting to 80, so I, th- I think East Tennessee State really hangs in this game. Wofford, the last three or four games, hadn't even scored over 62, so that they're heading the wrong direction scoring-wise. So I'm not sure why this line is so high. I guess it's because they're looking at the first game they played, but both of these teams are heading in different directions since that January 8th matchup. And I think ETSU doesn't have scoring-wise to keep this game to single digits. So we're going to be looking at East Tennessee State plus 9.5 on the road to hang in this game. We're going to go back to the ACC for this one. We have Virginia minus four hosting Miami. And this is another game where I disagree with who's favored in this game. And I mean, I have six points of value in this game for Miami. I thought Miami should be a short two point road favorite here. I guess it's because Miami's coming off this close loss to Notre Dame, but man, Virginia has not been good at being favorites at home. Neither has Miami. Miami hasn't been good at being short favorites either, but they have excelled in these short dog rolls and on the road. They're a 5-1 ATS team away, 5-1 straight up, and 5-2 and as a dog. And, you know, in conference play, they've been great on the road as well. UVA is only 5-7 and seven against the spread at home. So, in my eyes, this is an easy play. This is probably my favorite play of the day. I love Miami plus the four points here. I really think they're going to be able to get back on track in this game. And if, if they're able to score the basketball, we've seen Virginia can't hang with teams who are, you know, getting hot from the floor and be able to shoot. And I, I just don't see it in this game. I think Miami is actually going to be a contender in the ACC. They're not going to win. I think Duke's going to run away with it. But I think Miami should get in the tournament, be an automatic qualifier for the ACC, one of the few. And, I mean, if they're going to do that, they're going to win this game. I really don't think Virginia has this much offensive firepower as they do, and I don't know how they're going to hang in this game. Really, I really love Miami here. As I said, about about six points of value. So, so the play is going to be Miami plus four. Next game we're looking at, we're going to go to the Southland Conference. 
we have University of New Orleans traveling to Incarnate Word. University of New Orleans minus six and a half on the road. I had this lined at about five and a half. And whenever you're talking about the University of New Orleans, you have to talk about Derek St. Hilaire. One of the best scorers in mid-major basketball. He scored 23 plus his last five games. And we're looking at the over here. I really think Incarnate Word and some of these Southland games is be able to hung in there and score the basketball. And you know it doesn't have the stingiest defense in the world. So we're looking at this number of 144.5. And you know has gone over this number for the last five games. And the only one they didn't was whenever they played Houston Baptist, who's last place in offense. Now, Incarnate Word is second to last in offense. Whenever they've played the higher scoring teams in this league, they've gotten in on the act and they've scored their amount of points. They've gone over this number when they played Southeastern, Northwestern State, and McNeese in their last five games. And UNO has the number one offense in the conference. So I expect UNO to get up to higher point totals in any of these teams, which is another reason I like the over, but also the UNO team total, you know, we, we can figure out what these team totals are going to be, even when they're not up based on the spread and the total. And I'm thinking that they're probably going to put this at about 76 for you know, and I like that number up to probably 77 and a half. You know, I like them to get 78 points in this game. But if that team total is a little bit too high, I would definitely still take the total at 144.5. I think Incarnate Word will get their get their points in this game at home and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll keep it close for the most part. They won't let it get to be a blowout. They'll be able to pace the scoring and keep up with, you know,'s high flying uh, offense in Derek state Hilaire. The next game is going to be in the big 12. We have TCU hosting Kansas state. We have TCU is a four and a half point favorite. I have them lined out at about a seven point favorite in this game. And usually I don't take a game unless I have at least three points of value here, but the more I looked at this game, the more I think really TCU is going to win this game by a couple possessions at least. You know, TCU's eight and two at home this year. Kansas State's two and four away. TCU's coming off two really good wins against Oklahoma and LSU. The one thing that impressed me in the LSU game at TCU was the TCU home crowd. I thought they were really involved in the game. I thought they had a lot to do with it. And uh, that was last Saturday, and here we are at another Saturday game. I think they have a big crowd there. And we've, we've actually seen these teams play before on January 12th. TC won at Kansas State by three. So, you know, only 1.5 points. We have to cover more than that game, and we're playing at home. I really like it here. TCU 6-1 against the spread in the last seven, and they've covered this three-and-a-half-point number in three of their last four games. So I just think this – or this four-and-a-half-point number. So I just think this – Number's probably too short for TCU. Coming off two really good performances, I, I think they're going to keep it going here at home and keep it rolling. So give me TCU minus the four and a half. This next game is extremely ugly. <laughs> I just want to preface it with that. And we're going to look at two of the bottom dwellers in the Mountain West. We're looking at New Mexico and Air Force. No one wants to watch this game. This game is disgusting. This game is ugly. But the one thing I have been paying attention to with these two teams is Air Force, when they get into these low numbers around the spread, they have been really good at either covering them or winning, you know, winning against the plus ones or the plus twos. And we have another Air Force minus one here at home where they play a lot better at home. 
They keep it low scoring. They keep it mucky. And that's just the way they like it at home. You know, both these teams are struggling in the conference. But Air Force is just a much better home team. You know, they're sitting six and three at home. And New Mexico is one and six on the road. Oh, and five in the conference. And I just like Air Force to keep this game ugly, low scoring. And all I have to do is win by a bucket here. I also like the under. I'm not sure why it's 135.5. I had it around 130. You know, Air Force has been under this number in their last three home games. And I know New Mexico State played San Diego State last game, but they only scored 42 points. I just don't see how they get to this 135 number. I really don't. And, uh, you know, at worst, I think you split this game, but I really like Air Force in these situations at home, low numbers, and uh, they're just a way better home team. So give me Air Force minus the point and the under 135 in this terrible, terrible Mountain West matchup, and you should not watch this. Next game, we're going to move over to the American Conference. We have SMU at Wichita State. Another game where I disagree with who's favorite in this game. I have Wichita as a two-point favorite. No, Vegas FanDuel has Wichita as a two-point favorite. I have SMU as a two-point favorite. I just think at this this part of the season, SMU has just showed that they're a better basketball team. You know, Wichita has struggled in these low numbers, losing to Tulane, Cincy, and North Texas in these, you know, two to four point numbers at home. I just think SMU is a really good team away. You know, there's five and two straight up away on the season. They just have a lot more offensive firepower at their disposal. They've gotten to the 70s for their last five games, where Wichita's only gotten there one in the last seven. So I just think SMU's a better basketball team at this point. I think SMU still has tournament aspirations. I really think they can get there still as an automatic qualifier. And this would be a great start for them getting this away win. And I think they'll get it done. So give me SMU plus the two points. We're going to stay in the conference. We're going to Memphis. We're looking at UCF at Memphis. Memphis is a six-point favorite. And I just think there's too many points. I had Memphis as a one-point favorite in this game. You know, they, they played earlier this season. UCF by UCF won by 10 at home. That was when Memphis was, you know, struggling a little bit. but And they have started playing better, but... Man, not that much better. You know, Memphis is four and four as a favorite this season, two, six, and one against the spread. And UCF is not the best away team, but I really think given six points in this game, they're gonna be within that. You know, Memphis hasn't covered a spread of three or more they've been given since December. So that's a long time, and they haven't shown their trustworthy with numbers like this. So while I can get it, I'll take UCF, I'll take the Golden Knights plus six. And we have already come to the last game. Looking at one of my favorite teams in the country, Belmont. We have Belmont at Tennessee Tech. The line is 14 and a half. I had this lined at 15 and a half. But we're going to be looking at the first half here. You know, Belmont's gotten off the huge leads. You know, they got off the nine plus leads on any team in this conference, not named Murray or Moorhead. And so. You know, we only have to cover seven points at halftime in this game. The last time they played Tennessee Tech, this is on the road, but they played them at home. They had over a 20-point lead against the same team. 
So, so all we're asking them to cover is seven points here in the, in the first half. I think they share the basketball. Well, they, you know, they don't rely on just one or two guys to really score the basketball. So if they're cold, you know, they're not scoring really well. They, they have a well-balanced attack and efficient scoring. And I don't think Tennessee Texas is going to do much to stop them. I'm not comfortable laying the whole game here, but I'm really comfortable laying the seven points at halftime with a really good first half Belmont team who really gets after the bottom dwellers in this league. Yeah. So those were my 15 plays for this Saturday. You know, you bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you have all that good stuff. Gambling hotline, all that good stuff. But, you know, I just wanted to share my plays for this, for this jam pack Saturday. Saturdays are not usually my best days, but cause there's just, there's a lot of games, man, but, Maybe you can take a couple of these. Maybe you can look at them. Maybe you like them. And uh, maybe you can ride me Saturday. So, you know, thanks for listening. I'm going to try to do this every Friday night slash Saturday morning just because I, I know people are going to be gambling on these Saturdays. There's way too many college basketball games not to. And uh, if you can get a glimmer of wisdom from what I'm sharing with you, from, you know, some of these stats and some of these looks I'm looking at, then that makes me happy. So everyone have a great Saturday. Watch a lot of college basketball. See you.